0: You know, animals have this amazing way of locating other animals in all sorts of environments, right? Many of them use something called echolocation, which is a natural sonar system where they emit sounds that bounce off objects. and gives them clues and information about the type of environment they're in and what is in their surroundings. Now, that's something that humans could learn a lot about. You know, some people actually are. Yes, this can obviously help those who have sight issues, but could it be beneficial for everyone? Well, Dr. Laura Taylor is an associate professor of psychology at Durham University and has been studying echolocation, joins us now. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, it's my pleasure.
0: Can anyone learn how to do this? Yes. So we've, you know, anyone uh, who is
1: um, able to basically engage with the process, willing to engage with the process um, can learn this, yes.
0: Okay, and what, what is the process? What's it like?
1: <laughs> so basically, you make your own sound. Um, so the way people uh, echolocate, um, the ones who do it on a regular basis, they make mouth clicks. So it's a slight, brief sound, and then that goes out in the environment, bounces back, and um, this you know the returning echoes then provide the information about what's out there, and um, yeah, these sorts of things.
0: Dutch Taylor, this sounds like you really have to pay attention, right? Because if you have to wait for the sound to come back to you, like, does that work in any environment, like even in a city?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, I mean, some echoes return really quick. Um, it really depends how far away things are. Most of the time, the echo doesn't really register as a separate echo. Um, it's more the quality of the sound that you hear. And in the beginning, um, it's helpful to have like a very easy situation. Like anyone will probably be able to to um, to hear the difference in the sound. Say when you make a sound and you hold a, a plate or a salad bowl <laughs> in front of your face, it sounds very different compared to when that object is not there. Oh. And so, yeah, once you've tuned into that, you can then build it up and um, get better and better at it.
0: I know there's a 10-week training program, right, that helps people do this, but can you really kind of grasp it and figure out how to do it in that time? Yes,
1: that's what we found. So we've trained people. They were all adults, um, age ranging from, you know, 20 years up to um, our oldest participant was 79 years old. And there were both people who were normally sighted and then people who are blind. And they um, came... To work with us uh, twice a week over the course of 10 weeks. So they had 20 sessions total. And then, you know, when they were by themselves, they could of course use it uh, as much as they wanted. So, um, but yeah, so within the course of 10 weeks, uh, what we found was that people in many aspects of, you know, what we measured, how well they did, they did just as well as people who had been using echolocation
0: for 10 years or longer. Interesting. So what are the benefits of doing this? Like, why should we use this?
1: (laughs) So so if you're normally sighted, most of the time you'll use your regular vision to navigate and, you know, to locate where things are, find your way or decide what to do when you walk around things, for example. But say if it's very dark or there are low vision conditions, then this can come in useful Uh, for people who are vision impaired or blind the benefit is more obvious because in in many ways echolocation can provide information that's a bit similar to vision and can then help orientation and navigation. And um, for what we've also found, but this is research that we've not published yet, is that when people learn echolocation, they can also, they um, sort of have a benefit in other aspects of cognition, like working memory and so on. But this is work in progress. But, you know, sort of along the lines, there might be benefits of people who are normally sighted when they learn this.
0: Hmm. Okay, so this is ongoing research. and what, yes. no, Normally, what kind of animals in what environment would use echolocation?
1: So bats are possibly the best-known echolocators who live in an environment like us, so in in an air-filled space. I mean, there are lots of marine mammals who use it. Uh, But then they live in water, so that's a little bit different in terms of how sound propagates and um, what you can do. Um, But there are also other animals um, that use echolocation, but they're not as proficient as bats. So, for example, certain oil birds and also um, rats and mice, to a degree, appear to
0: rely on (laughs) on echolocation. Is this something that humans like used to do, perhaps more commonly? Did we get out of the habit of doing this? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, one thing that surprises us in
1: our work, I think, is how quickly people can catch on. There's some variability. Some people get better very quickly. Others take a bit longer. So there's uh, quite of uh, variability across people, which at this point, no one really knows, you know, what's the cause of this variability. But um, like in general, people pick it up quite quickly. And so, yeah, it's possible that our brain sort of has an innate um, ability to deal with echoes. And I think most people appreciate that because when you walk into a building that's very reverberant, say like a cathedral church-like building or gym hall, we immediately can appreciate that the quality of the sound is that of a big space as opposed to like a small furnished office. Right. You're saying we could, we already
0: kind of use this in a way, don't we?
1: Yes. And the process of echolocation that, you know, we then investigate in our research sort of just takes it to a next level because you actively make your own emission, the mouth click. And then, um, you know, we we go into a lot more detail than just saying, is this a big room or a small room?
0: Right. So we get we have the sense of it. We just need to fine tune those senses. Yes. That is so interesting. Well, thank you so much for telling us about it this morning. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That is Dr. Laura Taylor, who is an associate professor of psychology at Durham University, talking about echolocation. And they study this in how whether or not humans can learn how to do it. We can. They actually offer a 10-week training program that helps people who definitely have sight issues, but they said anybody can actually learn how to do this. It's fascinating stuff.